Hey everybody, welcome back to Friends Mic'd Up. This week's episode is packed full of scripture as we talk about bearing fruit and what that means. We hope you enjoy. So oftentimes like after school, students will stay and hang out at school for like an extra 30 minutes. Sometimes it's just because they're like waiting on a game to start or some of them hang out before they go to church or something on Wednesday nights. And it's always the same boys. So if y'all are listening, shout out to y'all. But I was talking to one of them and truly like I have some pretty fantastic conversations with middle schoolers, but me and Junter were talking. (laughs) You just said his name. I asked. I told them that I was going to use it. His name is not Junter. Well, I got to put the J's in it. Anyways. um, I said the phrase like bear fruit, like Christians bear fruit. And he was like, oh yeah, nods his head. I go, do you know what that means? Have you heard that? And he goes, no. <laughs> and so, like, I just think that that's me. Like, I use that imagery and that verbiage a lot. That, like, Christians bear fruit, bear fruit, bear fruit. And maybe, like, we're tossing that around and people don't really understand what that means. And m- maybe we've used them on other episodes. Like, we're pretty For deep sure. in now. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, I think it would just be really fun, topical, to talk about what it means to be a Christian that bears fruit. What are these fruit? and How do we bear them? Yeah, how do we bear them? Who do are I... these bears? Yes. Why do they have fruit? <laughs> are we talking about the she-bears? <laughs> oh, another episode, another episode. <laughs> that one will be saved for when Will's here. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> He's 6'4". It makes up for it. You get to be yeah. bald and tall. <laughs> True. Because the sun's too close to your head. <laughs> like to describe like what it means to bear fruit to bear fruit to me to me just means that like because of your faith in god like your life produces characteristics of god like you plant an apple tree to grow apples yeah they do grow a tree so but like as a christian a Christian means to be Christ-like, so, like, as you develop in your faith, like, you should become more like Christ, be more like him, have attributes, characteristics that are like him. Yeah, I think it's just, like, the output of your faith. You put it pretty well, just whatever you... I love this line, I love the saying, it's super cheesy, and it's probably on a Hobby Lobby sign, but it's, like, <laughs> if you put garbage in, you're gonna get garbage out, and if you put good things in, you're gonna get, put, get good things out, and so, like, if you are taking in Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit within you like you're gonna put out the the fruits of the Spirit and you're gonna bear good fruit and if you're taking in garbage and you're not a Christian like you're not gonna output good fruit Mm -hmm. and even if you are a Christian and you're just constantly taking in bad things you're probably also going to have some rotten fruit once in a while or you're gonna produce less of the good stuff that you're supposed to be but really, even more than just the fruits of the Spirit, this metaphor is all over the entire Bible. So don't want to miss out, because it's Old Testament, New Testament, all over the place. But specifically, it's really defined very well in the fruits of the Spirit, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit, aka like being saved, having the Holy Spirit in your life, all the same thing. When you have that, you'll have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I think that's all of them. 
and like those things as you mature in your Christianity and as you walk with Jesus and as you, as Kyla would say, flex your Holy Spirit muscles. Yeah. <laughs> those will be things that people will come to describe you by, hopefully. And I think it's important to remember that those aren't necessarily things that come natural to us because, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not like, me. because of the fall and like just sin in our life, like we naturally desire things of the world. And in the same passage that talks about what the fruits of the spirit are, it's in Galatians 5, it says, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing things you want to do. So naturally we want to do the things that ultimately cause havoc in our life or like reap destruction but as we pursue God more like we want to pursue the things that are Christ-like and those are the things that bring about like love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control and that's why it's not the fruits of the flesh Mm -hmm. the fruits of the flesh in the same passage (laughs) says that there's sexual immorality impurity sensuality idolatry sorcery enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and other things like these. Not the giggle. <laughs> yeah, I might have to go to middle school. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. I just didn't know the Bible said orgy. <laughs> I feel like it says well, that at least three said, times. Yeah, well, no, you've said it twice. <laughs> and that's me becoming like the Bible. Wow. Just kidding. The fruits of the flesh. But those are, like, I feel like as we look around, like... That's our I'm, world, dude. Yeah, I'm more prone to jealousy, rival, fits of anger, yeah. envy, division. <laughs> I really resonate with the fits. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not always angry, but I be fitting sometimes. <laughs> Goodness. Anyways, it goes on to say, I warned you before, that those who do those things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So if we're continuously pursuing those, like desires of the flesh like we're not going to inherit the kingdom of god and i don't think it's because like you need to have works to have mm-hmm. faith but i think that when you have faith you have works yeah y'all might need to rewind that and hear that a couple more times <laughs> so it's kind of good Run it back <laughs> yeah, put that on a t-shirt <laughs> but just because you try really hard to love people or have joy and have peace and so on that doesn't make you um what is what does that conclude in saying not inherit the kingdom of God. Right. So that doesn't, like, you don't have to work and strive for those things. Like, you, when you when the spirit is within you, like, that will come about in your life. And he will transform you in those ways. Other than the fruits of the spirit passage, the Bible talks a lot about bearing fruit and the ways that we do that. In Matthew 17, it talks about... That a healthy tree bears good fruit, but a diseased tree bears bad fruit, which is kind of what you were talking about a while ago. And a, and a diseased tree cannot bear good fruit. And every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And thus, we, you will recognize them by their fruits. I think something that is so interesting that is not talked much about is this idea of like being thrown into the fire on one hand we want the church and christians to be so accepting and so loving and to go above and beyond to be accommodating to everybody and how they are if you like look in like the full context of what matthew is talking about he's talking about false prophets and that you will recognize a false prophet or someone who says that they are of god but they're not by the fruit that they put off that you will see that that is a diseased fruit and he's not saying accept them, keep keep the rotten apple tree in the apple orchard. 
He is saying, cut them down and throw them in the fire. And so if you, if one, if you are someone who is saying to be of God and acting opposite of God, you were, it is better for you to be thrown into the fire than to continue dwelling in the orchard. And that is not something that we like to think a lot about because it sounds wrong. Another thing that I kind of recently learned about this metaphor that is sort of applicable to this passage is that you can't expect a fruit tree to bear a fruit that it's not supposed to. In other words, like you wouldn't expect an orange tree to produce a peach. And in the same way, you shouldn't expect a non-believer to bear the fruit of Christianity. You shouldn't expect your unchurched friends to be kind and to be gracious and to be faithful and be forgiving in the same way that you should absolutely expect those things from your church friends. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why the people that you keep around you is so important. Back to the friends. The friends and relationships. You, you don't want someone around you that does not have those fruit. I, I honestly, like, I think back to, like, our relationship episode. You, you will never find a significant other that will love you the way they're supposed to if they have no fruit of love. Mm-hmm. Like, if they are not, if their roots are not planted in the love soil, <laughs> they will <laughs> never put off love. And so if they haven't experienced God, they have not experienced that true meaning of love, and they will try their hardest because I'm sure you're wonderful, but they'll never love you the way that they should. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your friends. You'll have bad friends if they... Not, not bad friends. You won't have great friends like I have if they are not bearing the fruit that God has given them. Back to the throne and the fire, not to just keep dwelling on it, but I talked and then moved on and then I immediately remembered something else I wanted to say, <laughs> is the same idea of like throwing them into the fire. You need to be paying attention to who you listen to. If you go to a church or you listen to a radio speaker or you listen to a podcast episode and the people that you're listening to claim to be pastors preachers believers and they are saying things that are wrong they will ultimately hurt you because a diseased tree planted next to a good tree will cause that good tree to become diseased Mm -hmm. it is never the other way around the good trees around it are never good enough to fix the diseased tree but the diseased tree will rot the ones around it And so it is so, so important that the people that you're listening to and that you're getting biblical knowledge from, that they have sound believings and sound teaching. Because if not, it will rot your brain. That takes me back to, this is kind of getting off the topic of bearing fruit, but a good imagery of what you just said. I taught a lesson on friendship about a year ago to our high school girls. And one of like the imageries I used was talking about how like, if I were to stand on top of, like, a chair and then have, like, a friend below me and I, like, reach out for their hand, it's much easier for them to, like, drag me down than it is for me to bring them up. Like, Ooh. it's much easier for someone who is, like, I don't want to say corrupt, but, like, not equally yoked or, like, believing the same things as you to drag you down than it is for you to pull them up with you. Absolutely. Word. And not that it's impossible. Like, you could just be absolutely jacked and lift them. <laughs> um, like me, because I'd be going to the gym. <laughs> I love that our listeners, like, can't see us. Like, they, some of them probably really think that I am, like, super jacked. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, like, not saying that that's impossible, but, yeah, more than likely they're going to pull you down. Mm-hmm. Same goes for dating relationships. Yeah. I mean, we said it once, but I'll say it again. Yeah, don't date down, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you deserve better. Yeah. Hashtag better. know your worth. 
so how do we bear these fruit like how do we produce them or like know what's good like i know we read off the fruits of the spirit but how do we know if we are imitating those correctly i think like we talked about last time like you can't know god's will without knowing god's word and so you're gonna know his character and you're gonna know his voice and you're gonna know what he wants for your life by reading his book and the answers are all in there Mm -hmm. and jesus is all over those pages and if you try your best to become like Jesus and you ask God to make you more like Jesus, like you're going to be on a good path. Another thing you can do is just pray about it. Sometimes I look at this list or I'll look at other passages in the Bible and be like, wow, that is absolutely not who I am. And just like ask God to make you kind or make you patient but the bible also says don't pray for patience unless you're ready to learn your patience so y'all watch out for that one i don't really pray for patience all that much and it's obviously reflected in my life but i don't know if i'm willing to weather the storm so (laughs) confidently i've never prayed for patience once in my life um but i teach middle school so i you're learning every day i learn every single day (laughs) i'm being pruned constantly But if you ask God to bring those things in your life, like, why would he say no? And a lot of these are, like, they are a discipline. Like, sometimes you truly have to practice doing them. Mm -hmm. Um, Because none of the fruits of the Spirit are our nature. Like, the ways of the world or what's coming to my head but what was the bible <laughs> words for it fruits of the flesh the fruits of the yeah, flesh desires are, of the flesh desires of the flesh are like our natural instinct and so you have to be connected to the spirit but sometimes you just have to practice it this last year when we went to camp us and the girls like we were talking about how like sometimes you have to make it a habit and doing that is sometimes difficult and I compared it to like listening to a song sometimes I'll hear a song and I'm like Ugh, this is not a very good song but I like the artist so I'll give it another listen <laughs> um, okay I like the chorus the chorus is catchy okay wow like these the next time wow these lyrics like have some really good meaning and like five listens and I'm like ah oh, this is a great song and all of a sudden <laughs> I am listening it listening to it in my car every single time I get in it's in all of my playlists I'm singing it and I'm telling all my friends about it and it's because I have the discipline to listen to that song because I like that artist enough to go over and over and over again and that's how some of my favorite songs have become my favorite songs and if I can do that for an artist <laughs> a, a singer the least I can do is do that for the Lord and I can do the things that are hard or maybe that I don't like working out those Holy Spirit muscles (laughs) that eventually like it just becomes easy and I find joy in it it's kind of how I feel about peppers and onions I spent 20 years of my life dogging on those things scraping them out of every taco dude (laughs) and then somewhere along the way these are all right. These Good. are getting better. I think my prefrontal cortex is all nice and developed up now. Maybe that's what did it for me. I think you just grew up a little bit. Maybe so. Now peppers and onions all day. They gotta be cooked though, but mm-hmm. progress. Good. That's the next step is raw. <laughs> no. One passage in the Bible that I've frequented a lot lately is John 15, and it just talks about like Jesus being the true vine. And if you have a Bible that has red letters, like this whole chapter is in red because it's him talking and it's talking about him being the true vine and with that it says every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit already you are clean because of the word that i've spoken to you abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit 
by itself and let it ab- unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me so all these things that we've been talking about they're not going to come natural to us and like we're not going to produce them unless we are already found like abiding yeah abiding in jesus like apart from him like we will not produce any of these but with him like he will prune away the bad parts of us and with from that will become good things i i like plants a bit and thinking about the metaphor of the vine the leaves on the vine don't have to do anything to receive nutrients from the vine they don't have to do anything to receive protection from the vine the vine is good enough by itself to get all water all nutrients to the vine and so if we are taking that to the lord just spending time with god will cause us to produce fruit that he is so big and so good that just simply from being with him and spending time with him we can't help but get stronger and receive all the things that we need and i didn't come up with that i heard that in a sermon a few months ago (laughs) and i like i'm looking at my notes and it literally says wow 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 because (laughs) it's so I, i so easily like discount my time with god that it's that i have to do this for me i don't have to do anything because just being with God is enough to be better. Like, I don't have to crack open my coordinates every single time <laughs> I read the Bible. I can just simply abide and dwell with God, and that is pretty amazing. And I think my favorite part within that same passage, John 15, is verse 8. And it says, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So doing these things by itself is glorifying to God. Like just the way you act can be glorifying to God and it proves to others that you are his disciple. Yeah. And when we do these things, it's not, we can't do it outside of God. Like we can't do it in our own strength. When I try to be patient on my own, it's no good. When I try to be joyful on my own, it's no good. Mm -hmm. And it's exhausting and you can fake it for a little bit. You can do it on your own for a little bit. But after a while, like you just can't keep it up. Yeah, no, it's exhausting. (laughs) We could talk about the metaphor of the vine forever. It has a lot of juiciness in there about that the, it will be pruned, that the leaves will be pulled back, all of these things. And they represent like a, a season of hardship or whatever. But ultimately in gardening and in like what this metaphor is like trying to teach us is that it makes us stronger, it makes us healthier, and that we get to delight even more in the vine during those times and so i just i just love john 15 Mm -hmm. i just keep reading it over here (laughs) like it just has so much good stuff in it go read it for yourself that's your summary for the week that's our free ad for sure (laughs) john 15 i pretty often look at our little demographics for those podcasts to see like who's listening and where they're from their age like their gender and all that stuff and we have a wide range of listeners but it obviously doesn't say they've been a christian for this long and so when we do this like i want to talk as if like we're brand new believers all the way up to like the pastor of the church type of thing and bearing fruit and fruit trees it takes sometimes takes years for trees to bear fruit and so if you're a new believer and you're listening to this and you're like oh my gosh like this is too big and this is too much and I'm not doing these things like I must not be a believer 
I need you to pump the brakes, brothers and sisters. <laughs> because sometimes, like, it takes a while for these fruit to grow. But as long as that you're continuing to water it and abiding in the vine and being in your Bible and all these things, like, they will show. But if you have been a believer for a long time and you've got nothing to show for it. Reevaluate. Yeah, also pump the brakes. <laughs> or hit the gas, maybe. I'm not sure. But it does, it does sometimes take time for these fruit to grow. So don't be discouraged if you're not seeing it. But be encouraged that, like, what well, I have something to work towards. My favorite, like, church word is sanctification. And it's the process of just, like, becoming like Christ after receiving salvation. And it's not an immediate change. Like, you don't just get saved, like, accept Christ into your heart. And boom, you're just like Christ. Like, you have to put off the old ways and each... Each and every day is a new a new day to, like, become more like him. It's not going to come overnight. Like, it should be a lifelong process for every single believer. We're never going to reach perfection because that's only found in him. Yeah, I think that if we fulfilled all these uh, fruits of the Spirit, that would just be our cue to <laughs> shot right up to heaven, like, laser beamed up there. Because <laughs> I think our work would be done if that was the case. Mm-hmm. I think something else that, like, We talk about a lot, and even what, going back to Galatians, like the fruit of the Spirit that we hit on, but maybe didn't talk a lot about, is that they are the fruit of the Spirit. Like, and this isn't the fruit of our Spirit. Like, this is talking about the Holy Spirit, and how so much of this is, I don't want to say pointless or irrelevant without the Spirit, but you miss so much of it if you're not tuned into the Spirit or not being aware of it and that's I don't I don't know I don't even know where I'm going I (laughs) just the idea of like you need to know that this is coming from the spirit like that's who your helper is yeah these aren't fruits of Allison or fruit of the Kylie fruit of Michaela like (laughs) I wish (laughs) no free ass for the zoom (laughs) but I think it's I think it's easy to say that apart from the spirit these things are virtually impossible like yeah, you might know someone who is kind or patient, like, be, and they're not Christians, but it's, they're not going to fulfill all these. And neither, neither are we. Like, we're never going to check off all the boxes of these, like, to perfection, but we can work on each and every one of them. And the heart behind why we do it is because we have the Spirit, not just because I'm a good person. Something that you mentioned a while ago, Kylie, was that some people claim to be a Christian, but they don't produce the fruit of the spirit or they just don't bear fruit as the bible would explain it and i think that's just a major red flag so if you're looking at your life and you're thinking like wow i don't have love joy peace patience kindness blah 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 blah, going on in my heart like what would y'all's advice be to them or if you are listening and maybe that's someone that you know i mean the the quick advice, the easy advice is the, oh, read your Bible <laughs> because that is like where you receive all of your inspiration, all of your power to start producing the fruit. Like if it, if you are not producing fruit, it's not because God isn't good enough to, to give it to you. It's because that you are either running away from it, refusing to drink. You're not, not saved. Yeah. You're, or yeah, just simply not saved. Um, something that absolutely just like grinds my gears is thinking about how like oftentimes like we 
can't even act right in church, like in the church building. And like, sometimes I talk to students about it. Sometimes I look over and I see adults asleep, like <laughs> not saying that like the, the church is a hospital and all are welcome type of thing. But if we can't even focus on the sermon, that's probably a red flag. So maybe just paying attention whenever you do come and are being food, like food sped, spoon <laughs> fed, like bare minimum, you need to be willing to eat when the food's served up and given to you. <laughs> One, get saved. Two, get in your Bible, tap into the Holy Spirit, find good friends, listen to this podcast. And pray. That's good too. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I'm torn between mentioning two churches that the letters are written to in Revelation. I thought you were going to say IRL. I was like, dang, give me the T. No. <laughs> no, in Revelation, there's the letters to the church, and I'm torn between mentioning the church in Sardis and then the church in Laodicea. So I think I'll just mention both because I think it's applicable to the church in Sardis. Jesus talks about saying, like, I know your works, you have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Thanks. So it makes me think of, like, the people who are calling themselves Christian, they're calling themselves alive, but their reputation is not following that. They're not producing those fruits of the Spirit. And Jesus still gives the invitation to, like, wake up, notice what you're doing before I come back, because he's going to come like the thief in the night. Like, you're not going to know when or where. So wake up, repent now. And then it also reminds me of the church in Laodicea, where it's probably one of the most more known. What's the proper grammar? Sure. But it's where he talks about being lukewarm. He says, I know your works. You are neither hot nor cold. Would that you either... He would rather you be either cold or hot. So because you're lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Like, cold water has a purpose. It's, like, refreshing and, like, it kind of, like, rejuvenates your body, but... Hot water has a purpose of, like, purifying and cleaning, and it also has a purpose. But when you're lukewarm, it's not good water. Like, no one wants to pick up a glass of lukewarm water and drink it. Like, that <laughs> it makes me gross. It makes <laughs> you want to spit it out of your yeah. mouth. I don't even want to look at lukewarm no. water. Like, I look at a glass of water, and I can know what the temperature is. <laughs> like, that's as good as, like, Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> Gretchen Jeters. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> later on in the chapter, he still calls, like, he gives them an invitation to turn back to him. Like, just because you're not producing the fruits now doesn't mean you're never going to get the chance to, like, wake up and realize it and come back to, like, your father. Like, he, that's what he wants you to do. Yeah, that's such a blessing. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> imagine if we had a God that was like, oh, psych, messed up, do not come back to me. Like... Straight to jail. <laughs> Straight to hell. <laughs> we are. We are on one today. Yeah. You're welcome, guys. And I think really like the last thing that I think about whenever we're talking about all this, like we have said the fruit of the spirit multiple times now, but I like to know the application of that because you say peace and in my head I'm thinking like, is this meditation? Is this so that I'm just like the most chillest? person in the room because I think that I have peace pretty often but I am anything but chill and <laughs> joy like what does it look like to have joy to have peace to have patience to have love to have all these things like what does that look like 
to you guys. One by one? It's your, your favorite. Okay. <laughs> I think that all of these fruits of the Spirit are described more in depth throughout the Bible. So if we don't do a good job here, y'all can find it, I'm sure. But I think that a lot of these are truly displayed and uh, put to test when you're like going through a tough time or when people are really trying your nerves or um, when you're just going through a, a trial season in life. And I think that you can know that you are good at loving and having joy and having peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control when you're put in a situation where you probably wouldn't expect to have those mm -hmm. things. Like when someone is being rude to you and you're loving and you're patient, that's how you know that you have it. I think of in James where it says, choose, consider it joy, my brothers, when you face trials of various kinds. Like, when you're going through something, instead of looking at it as like, oh my gosh, my life is so awful, like, why would God do this? Count it joy that, like, he's giving you these trials that produce, like, steadfastness and patience. Like, a lot of, a lot of these things come through trials because you have to learn to love others you have to learn to be patient with others you have to learn to be kind or have self-control in the times that you don't want to and I think a lot of people are good at being good when they're not Christians and so it's different than just being loving sometimes and joyful sometimes and peaceful sometimes but it's like when it wouldn't be expected mm -hmm. that's good stuff we're we've been talking about the fruits of the spirit and then I just remembered that I wish I would have said at the beginning but here we are this is what happens when I come with no notes you guys <laughs> this is not pick your favorite yeah and embody mm -hmm. that in Galatians it does not say the fruits of the spirit this is one fruit that the spirit produces and that fruit and back to the metaphor tastes like and looks like love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness self-control we are not called to pick our favorite and just really go hard in the paint and self-control. We are called to taste and look like all of these all the time. Mm -hmm. And if we are not in, a, in the word all the time, we are not going to get to look like that all the time. I will have excellent self-control, but I will not be gentle and I will not be patient. You are lacking in the fruit. And so I think it's also important to remember that this isn't something that God or the Spirit says... You're gifted in patience, and that's the only part of the fruit you'll bear. If no. you yeah, if you are not working to have all of it, then you're working towards the wrong goal. That's not a spiritual gift. You don't just get one or two. Yes. You got all of them. Yeah. Maybe some are, are easier for you. Some like You might find it easier to be loving towards people and more difficult for the others. But you, as a Christian, as a believer, are called to always be putting on all parts of the fruit because Jesus is all parts of the fruit our roots are in that fruit soil metaphor is all over the <laughs> <Yeah>. place <laughs> word well I think uh, for an episode that had very few notes uh, I think we rip rock and rolled it you guys um, yeah I hope y'all enjoyed the the long metaphor and the giggles but I had an excellent time just reflecting on God's character that is hopefully showing showing in our lives and hopefully in your your guys's lives come back next week and we'll you know rip rock and roll it again with notes this time hopefully maybe yeah who knows <laughs> yeah we'll see how good this episode does <laughs> but love you guys thanks for tuning in and we will see you back next week see y'all